There are definitely some traps that we should avoid when working for some organizations, especially some big ones. I break this down in this episode. Let's get it. Welcome to the Take New Ground podcast, where we champion the creative class and help them grow personally and professionally. Now, here's your host, CJ Alvarado. What's good, my friends? You know, when digital photography first hit the scenes, there were thousands of employees that were skilled in certain processes, systems, and technology at a little company called Kodak. You may be have heard of them. When you think of Kodak now, maybe you think of the fun little disposable cameras that you can use. You take a pic and then you you wind up that little, you turn that little dial on the top with your right thumb, you know, you, you know what I'm saying? Maybe you think about the Polaroid uh type of camera. Uh well, Kodak back in the day was considered one of the most innovative companies in the world with the brightest talent some of the most state-of-the-art technology uh, that any company of its type or size had. And so there were thousands of employees who were skilled at the processes and systems and technology that was there at Kodak. The skills, though, that they had acquired, all of a sudden, almost overnight, were not transferable. So just because an organization is big doesn't mean what you're learning will be valuable elsewhere. These types of things are not isolated to or exclusive to Kodak. In fact, this happens all the time. And so it's really important to, you know, for me to to address some of the traps to be looking for because we're in a constant state of flux right now. There are a lot of industries that are changing. And if you work in the more digital side of things, which who doesn't in some sense, every company has some kind of digital footprint at this point. So the rate of change is so fast. And so it's really important to avoid these traps. The first one, which is mo- really common in big companies and, and even mid-sized companies, is that you get trapped being someone's lieutenant. What do I mean by that? Here's the deal. If you any good, someone at the company is going to try to collect you. And they'll imply that loyalty to them is like some kind of fast track to your career. Now, be mindful of this because if they've never had anyone excel past them or have demonstrated how people grow under them, it's probably a trap. There are some folks who... They tend to operate like strip mines. They get these talented people around them. They use the talented people for their own gain, strip them of any of their energy and creativity, and move on. And yet there's this promise or this sense that, man, if you just back me up, you're going to go somewhere. Be mindful of being someone's lieutenant. Number two, tribal knowledge. Big companies and organizations, churches I would include in this as well, they're full of legacy tech and processes that suit their culture and not a best practice, right? You may come into something and go, there's a bit of a leadership by nostalgia here where we just do what we know and what we've always done 
We use what we know and what we've always done in terms of technology. That doesn't imply a best practice. That just means the culture itself is so integrated into a particular way of doing things. That tribal knowledge can be a trap, right? Because that knowledge uh, may be helpful there to a certain degree, but doesn't necessarily mean those skills you can bring anywhere else because the cultures are different. So if you're not careful, you'll only be an expert at their systems. So focus on building both internal and transferable expertise. I will say that not all tribal knowledge is bad. That's why I say build internal and transferable expertise because having tacit knowledge of the tribe, of that culture, of that company can be incredibly valuable to you if you also have new tools and an ever-expanding base of knowledge and ideas that can help you because you'll know how the company works. You understand the pitfalls to avoid. You understand how to get things done in that culture. But at the same time, you're not stuck only thinking about the tools and the processes that have always been made up or have always been a part of that culture. Number three, there's this impact delusion. Some leaders like to peddle the idea that making a significant impact is reserved for only the big companies. And that's just not true. Big companies can also be slow, political, and bureaucratic. You can have a substantial impact within a startup or a smaller organization, right? Especially if they value your skills and ideas and aren't afraid to, afraid to empower you to implement. So don't fall into the trap that if you were to leave a bigger organization that you would no longer have a big impact. No, no, no. That's a smokescreen usually to keep you in the system. Having an impact is not necessarily about the size of an organization, but about the ability to solve meaningful problems in new and innovative ways. So a small company can do that. A small organization can do that. Oftentimes, it's the upstarts that upset or disrupt larger businesses. So don't fall for the impact delusion trap. Number four, getting raises, not readjustments. This is a trap. If you're a top performer at your company, best case in most businesses, you're getting a 6 to 7% raise every year. Companies don't adjust people's pay by 50%, even if they should. And that's very rare, if ever that happens. However, if you were to switch jobs inside or outside the company, you might see that 50% boost. So if you're in an organization for a while and you're finding that your upward progress and advancement in that company or that organization is slowing or stalling, think about readjustments. Don't be afraid to reframe the conversation. We're not looking for the 5 to 7% raise, especially if the value, hear me well, if the value you're bringing to that organization is exponential, well, then you have a very good and fair, it's fair for you to think about readjustments and not just those 5 or 7% raises. Understand that if you had the courage to leave that organization, you could probably make 50% more just going somewhere else, just switching jobs outside of that company. If you can make it work inside, do it. Uh, so many stories for me personally where this was true. A company, there's this idea that the profit's without honor in their own home. You know, at your own company, you tend to not look 
at as the expert. And so raises and perceptions all kind of follow that unless you take responsibility and mix it up. And it's on us to make that move. Oftentimes people who aren't considered experts leave and then all of a sudden they're considered experts. They're like the man or the woman, right? Whose value doubled. And then, you know, they just make more money being a consultant or doing whatever they were doing or they come back. And now they're commanding 50% more, right? There's all kinds of ways to do it. The, the, the point here is don't fall into the trap that as a top performer, your best case is a 5 to 7% raise every year. No, 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 no. We play in ball now, people. We play in ball. Anyway, number five, lack of recognition. Now, you should be recognized for 50, 70% of your work. In my humble opinion, you can't expect to be recognized for 100% of everything you do, and be a team player. If you're recognized for less than 50% of your work and impact, there's a good chance you're being taken for granted and probably underpaid, right? So you want to look at that. Recognition is an interesting signal for us to look at, right? So you want to be intentional about communicating the impact that you or you and your team are making, if nothing changes, it could be a trap. You're working for an insecure leader. You're working for a leader who hogs the limelight, isn't necessarily concerned. You know, there's there's the multipliers, the leaders who are what I call multipliers. They want to multiply the, the wealth. They want to help everybody come up. And then there's the empire builders, the, the bosses, the managers who have a style and a temperament and a view on the world that really is just them getting to the top of the intellectual hierarchy, them getting to the top, the top spot. Let me tell you, man, I'm going to riff on this real quick. Winning for me now in this stage of my life, winning for me includes all my peeps coming up, right? I'm trying to figure out how do I use my influence? How do I use my talent and experience and expertise and leverage that for the talent around me that's working their butts off? How do I use that so they get to come up, right? I'll talk in another podcast episode about moving into a role of a sponsor. That's one of the one of the roles that I take so seriously in this day and age. People think they need a mentor. A mentor is usually outside an organization who's trying to train you and help you. What you usually need is a sponsor, someone in the organization who can help recognize what you're doing and can step out on a limb and try to help you come up. And there's a lot of leaders right now, some who may be listening to this, that you maybe don't intend to do it, but you demonstrate year after year that you're really not out for anybody but yourself. So you as a worker, as a contributor, you should be recognized for at least 50 to 70% of your work. And if you're not, you may have those kind of managers who are just out for numero uno, and that's a trap. So there's nothing inherently wrong with big or small companies for that matter there's only narratives that keep us from growing and taking new ground that's what we want to be aware of these traps that keep us from taking new ground so hopefully you're not stuck being someone's lieutenant or you're stuck acquiring massive amounts of tribal knowledge right or you're aware of that you want that internal and transferable expertise and knowledge that hopefully you're not falling under the delusion 
minimizing yourself, thinking that there is no life after this company. There is no impact that I would have access to that's bigger than what I could have at this particular organization. As toxic as it may be, it's worth it because of the impact I can have. Bullshit. Sorry. No, that's a delusion. And hopefully you're looking at your contribution fairly. You look at the value and the results that you get and that you bring and you think about, hey, if my progress is stalling, that I can shift the conversation, not just from raises, but to readjustments. Internally, if you can get readjusted to a different position, I've seen folks go from project manager to manager to directors. What a huge readjustments there, right? Where the, the increase in their pay was not 5 or 6%. It was 20%, 30%, 50%. If you can't do it internally, just know you can probably get that 50% increase by going somewhere else. Reframe that idea. Think abundance. Don't think scarcity. Oh, man, they said 5 or 6%. Like, that's all that's available to you. No, 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 no. If you are adding value, that's key, y'all, because I don't want you coming, acting like... um you haven't gotten any results and you're thinking that you you should you should be entitled to 50%. That's not what I'm saying, man. You have to bring that value, baby. You got to bring the results. And if you do that consistently, consistently, you may need to reframe the convo from raises to readjustments. And then last but not least, like I mentioned, the lack of recognition. Right? We got to be recognized for our work. You want to do that because that raises your market value internally in the organization you're in as well as externally. And there's nothing wrong with that. It could be a trap if you're, if you're never recognized for your work or if you're recognized for your work less than 50%. I hope this is helpful to you guys. I hope there's been some nuggets of truth that can guide you. I'm hoping that if there's some people listening to this right now who feel like they're in one of these traps, they've been someone's lieutenant grinding, doing the dirty work year after year after year under the understanding or assumption that one day their day would come. My hope is that you would reevaluate that, right? And you would find a way for you to take new ground in your own life your own career because it's your responsibility much love to y'all till next time five four three thanks for joining us if you enjoyed this episode please subscribe wherever you listen to podcasts and follow cj on all social platforms at cj alvarado